Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, you're listening to The Middle, where we take the soul and the fun, playful, flirty, festive and fresh and mix it all together in one big, joyful soundbite for your ear holes. <laughs> We're your hosts, Holly party and Jordana Levine. Oh, Hol, that was not short and sweet. I'll give you that much. But it was, it was good. It was just I like, thought- how many words can I fit into a breath? It was like, Jord gave me the mic and I'm going to run with this for as long as I can. <laughs> You're like, see, Jord, I'm off with the mic. <laughs> I'm like, guys. It's my podcast now. (laughs) I don't know how to edit it. I don't know how you're listening to this right now, but I figured it out. (laughs) I just had this like image of me like bound up and tied to a chair. (laughs) Like Like while I furiously Google, how do you edit a podcast? Jord, I have a Facebook group comment. Do you want to hear? (laughs) Yes. Okay. It's by Caitlin Petrarca and she says, Hi all, random question. Does anyone have any tips for energy clearing your body slash daily techniques? Reiki isn't specifically for me. I did a level one training and after seeing a kinesiologist, we realized that I'd absorbed some muddy in the nicest way possible energy. Hence why I've been a tad under my usual self. I had it cleared, feel great, and it's been recommended to clear my energy daily. She gave me a few tips, but I'm checking if anyone has any daily practices they use, especially if you surround yourself by different people constantly and you're rather susceptible to it. Thank you. No, thank you, Caitlin. Great question. Really, really valid one, right, Jordan? <laughs> oh, can I, can I talk? Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I, it's actually the Holly Party show now, so I'm just going to run with this. <laughs> Yeah, it was a really good question, so much so that we thought we'd actually do this week's episode about this very thing. Yeah, and it was great to read the comments coming through from other listeners because I was learning in the meantime. It's one of those ones, Jord, where I'm constantly questioning what works and what doesn't. Yeah, and I think it is a personal thing, so it's just finding what works for you. But I think what is really important, and we'll go through it today, Mm. is – Definitely having um, tools and tricks for clearing energy, absolutely, but tools and tricks for protecting yourself from other people's energy in the first place. I love that, yes, because if you're not absorbing people's energy, then you don't have to clear it. Yeah, and then you only have to worry about yours because we can get in this routine, and Holly and I have been there ourselves, where we're just like constantly clearing and we're like, oh, I don't like how this feels, so I'm just going to clear myself. And it's like, well, sometimes it's your own shit, so you can't do that. And um, other times you need to process stuff and not just clear it and not really think about it. And then other times it's just um, 
healthy to be protecting your energy so that you're not so exposed. Mm, And I guess it's quite fitting in the lead up to holiday season. We're going to be seeing more of our family members that we don't necessarily have a say in the matter, maybe people who we find more energetically draining. So it'd be great to hear from you, George, when you are entering a social situation like that where you know there's going to be people that may be a little taxing on your energy, how do you protect yourself in the first place? Um, it's taken me years to work out how to do it and I still am not great at it. Um, but I just have to be very careful, um, with my level of engagement. So if I find that somebody, and it's not a natural state for me, I'm very, Mm. uh, engaged and I get very curious with people. I like to ask lots of questions, but if I find that somebody um, is zapping me of energy or asking for too much, demanding too much energy output from me, I'm just really conscious of um, my level of interaction. And it's just as simple as that, you know, like not inviting, um, you can, you can hold space for someone and listen without inviting them to keep continuing and offloading and passing more onto you yeah it's an energetic boundary right yeah it's there is something so potent in the simplicity of that jord because i'm still figuring out how to do that yeah it's um yeah it's an interesting one it's a very simple one i mean we, we will talk about a few like actual energetic um, things that techniques. you can do for yourself techniques but just in terms of like everyday you know not having to learn anything everyday use of um, conserving your energy just be conscious of what you're actually inviting in because a lot of the time we're actually inviting people to dump their shit on me I know I was I still do it I don't even realize I'm doing it I'm like tell me more oh how did that make you feel and it's like stop asking them the questions not everyone (laughs) communicates like that why do we do it I think it might be our journals and backgrounds um but George what I've found is really helpful in these situations too is saying no to events and things that I know at the like when I receive the invitation, literally, if I get a text message about a Christmas lunch or a phone call, actually, our first response is often, oh, I've got free time. Yes, I'm available. But feeling into, is that actually going to be in my energetic body's best interest to attend? Because if you're not in attendance, then you're not taking on the thing. But also being conscious of where do you feel depleted in public spaces. So for me, shopping centres are a big one, especially this time of year. I always get anxious, George. I actually cannot. Right? I I will not go to a shopping centre this Christmas. No, everything, online shopping is where it's at. Or maybe you are from a busy town that has markets on on the weekend and going into the markets isn't necessarily enjoyable for you or a packed beach on Boxing Day or a concert stadium of your favourite artist but there's thousands of people around. All of those things I've become hyper aware now. My energy actually can't contain so I'm more often than not saying no and not putting myself through that in the first place. Mm, I agree. I think there's a lot of people listening that are going to be like, yeah, but I have family obligations and I don't have the choice of saying no, you know, there's some things Mm. you have to do. And totally, there absolutely is some things that you have to do. And that's why when you get there, 
you decide what you're going to engage in and what you're not. If you have a volatile relationship with certain siblings or certain parents or cousins or whatever, just knowing that um, having having an awareness of their energy and having an awareness of your energy and deciding what level of engagement you're going to participate in. Yeah, and how long you're going to spend as well. Like is there an ideal time you arrive when people will – be less around and then you can leave a little earlier Mm. or do you come after lunch where it's not as intense and you pop in in the afternoon for a drink instead there are ways you can manage your time investment as well also on that note being conscious of things like alcohol and sugar and the mess that exacerbate it so we'll just put a little caveat here and say boxing day this year is a solar eclipse and a new moon and the energy is going to be huge really? and heightened so if you've got an engagement on boxing day that <laughs> doesn't um need some extra uh astrological juice to it just be <laughs> conscious just be conscious of that you know because um do you maybe don't you're hit looking up, at me like oh i'm my shooting God. myself i'm like maybe don't hit up the boxing day sales in your local shopping center <laughs> no no so what do you do george stepping into like from an energetic technique perspective Mm. a space that you know is going to potentially have an effect on you okay well here's a really good example um and it's not because the people in the room were going to affect me it was just an energetic thing when i was running lunar nights monthly in sydney live events i'd have you know anywhere between 40 and 50 people there and um when i first started running them I'd be fine during the night and then I'd get home and I'd be completely depleted. More often than not, I would have taken on energy from people in the room and I'd Mm. be wiped out for days. I was fucked. So um, there were a few little techniques that I'd have to do in order to protect my energy uh, before and after the event. So this is what, and this works for family engagements or whatever it might be. Amazing. Um, I've got a technique that I just call zipping up your energy and it's basically putting a cloak or putting yourself up in like a sleeping bag where you enclose your energy that's nice and full. It's really good to do it after a meditation. Really kind of make your energy feel nice and full and then you zip up, imaginary zip, from toe to crown of head all the way up just enclosing all of your energy in like this little bubble around you. Now, the whole idea around this is intention. It's all intentional, but Mm -hmm. it's just that you've created this energetic force field and nobody's energy can penetrate through that. So once I started to do that for myself, that really helped. Um, When I got home from Lunar Nights, I would do a few different things. Um, I'd either have an Epsom salt bath Mm. or um, a bath with apple cider vinegar in it. Please don't do that if you've got any cuts on your body. It hurts. Yeah. But apple cider vinegar is really good at getting rid of um, any kind of negative energy on the body. Um, You can just soak your feet in it if you want. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I'd also do some um, deep breathing exercises and I'd unzip my cloak as well so that all of my energy was free to move around the room 
I love that so much. I actually do a very similar thing to your zipping, Jord. Yeah. I, I put pull on my Technicolor Dream Coat, which is all of my chakras. And so I usually do it when I'm in the shower and I'll literally just be pulling in my auric field and my chakras, like mm-hmm. in, so it's a coat wrapped tight around me. And it, like you, it's I can't explain how it works other than the intention is so clear because you're actively doing the pulling in and you feel more supported in your energetic space. Yeah, I think there's a lot to be said about intention as well, you know, and when you're having conversations with people that make you feel uncomfortable, you know, I always make sure that my feet are planted firmly on the ground. I take my shoes off if I can so I can feel the soles of my feet on the ground and get really grounded Mm. and just sit there with the intention of going, I'm here, Um, I don't want to take on anything that's happening right now in this present moment, and so I'm going to put a bubble, I'm going to put a force field around myself and nothing can penetrate it. You can still give advice, you can still nod, you can still reply, but energetically you're not taking on their shit. This is really helpful for people who work in a one-on-one capacity. And obviously you and I, George, have done that for some time in coaching and all kind of various work places. And a technique that I learned is to imagine the person that you are talking with is in a glass elevator. So you can still see them and hear them, but whatever they are saying is actually rebounding off the glass back to them. Another technique you can use is imagine that you are holding a mirror to them. So they're actually looking at themselves and their energy and their words are bouncing and rebounding back off to them instead of you absorbing it. And they've been really helpful for me too. Yeah, that's great. I think it's it's so useful in all um, in all situations like I could I can't actually think of a situation where you wouldn't need to do this you know like if you go to um, a job every day and there's people in the office that just kind of like get stuck to you energetically do it every day before you walk into work I used to do it before I hopped on a bus when I used to work in the city and I didn't want to deal with people on public transport yes you know public transport is big it's not about saying your energy um, is toxic to me or I'm too good for your energy. It's about this is my energy, this is your energy. Let's have an exchange of information, of conversation, of communication and not get blurred on whose energy is whose. It's like um, sometimes when you come out of a relationship and there's been a lot of back and forth, both physically obviously but also energetically, and you're holding fragments of their energy inside of you, quite literally inside of you and in your cells. And there needs to be this moment of giving their energy back to them and you taking your energy back. And I think that something I do all the time, I get people to do it in yin when they first arrive, and it's really helpful in relationships, but in any sense as well, is just calling your own energy back into your body. Because as we go throughout our day, we like sprinkle bits of energy all over the place, even if it's just a conversation you've had with the barista. And sometimes you leave it there and we need all that energy in order to restore. So just like, I like to visualize it, but you might just like to feel it. This this feeling of the energy coming back and floating back into your body and filling your cells back up, calling it back in. It's your energy. You can control it. 
And you can also speak it aloud. That's how I do it, Jord. And I use the help of my beautiful mate, Archangel Michael, who, and I'll say, I call Archangel Michael Ford to help me call back all of my energy from, usually I'll do that after a one-on-one exchange. But if I feel like, yeah, it's the end of the day or the end of a particularly stressful period, I'll say, Archangel, please, Archangel Michael, please come forward, help me call back all of the energy that is mine, that has been lost and please remove any energy from me that is not mine. And Archangel Michael energy is beautiful in that capacity as well. Yeah, that's really lovely. Yeah. What do you do after um, – what do you do like if you've had a lot of adrenaline running through your body and had to hold space for a lot of people, like maybe you've done a speaking gig or something, you get home, you're feeling a little bit depleted, what would you do then? I would honor rest in whatever form I feel intuitively is going to serve me in that moment. So that could be a nap. That could be a meditation. That could be literally me lying on the ground with my legs up against the wall. It often involves lying, (laughs) lying down in some form. Mm. The last thing I would do after a depleting speaking gig would be to go and have a catch up with my girlfriends or go for a drink. I know people that actually feel super energized after those things and like, let's get on the drinks and let's go do this. But for me, energetically, I actually need to ground afterward, George. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, I'm the same. I'm much yeah. the same. I um, like I said, I usually have. I don't have a bath, but that would be my ideal: is having an Epsom salt bath, um, or something like that. Now, I've had a few instances when I used to cater uh, retreats. The yoga retreats weren't too bad, but I used to do these. Um, I used to cater these shamanic trainings. So cool. Well, yeah, you'd think so. Not so cool. But the <laughs> sometimes when I was doing the level one trainings, when it was newbie shamans, their energy would just be all over the freaking place and it would stick to me like wildfire because I'd be the calming, you know, um, cook in the kitchen that would just feed them and nourish them, make them feel better, and they're just all their shit would stick to me. And I'd get home sometimes and I just couldn't get rid of it. Now, in those instances... There was no amount of Epsom salts. There was no amount of saging that was going to fix me. I'd have to go and see Zoe, a kinesiologist, and I can get a proper clearing. I mentioned in the Facebook group on that comment that um, Caitlin put in there that um, I do, and you do it too, whole self-muscle testing, which is, mm. um, you know, very similar to some of the work that they do in kinesiology. Now, Holly and I, we've done it live on the potty before. We're not <laughs> going to do it again. But in an instance like that, I'd probably self-muscle test as well just to clear. But sometimes what I'm saying is sometimes the energy is a lot bigger than just kind of washing it off in the ocean or in the shower or, yeah. Absolutely. It's it's interesting you say that, Joe, because I was going to say two things. Number one, also getting in the ocean is wonderful. But number two getting some a professional healer to help you at the heavier times is so key. I see Zoe at the moment once a fortnight and it's part of my regular energetic maintenance practice. So that's obviously something you can think about as well, like not waiting for the energy to build up for you to have a breakdown to be like, oh, I need to see my kinesiologist now. You can actually make it part of your self-care ritual maybe once a month, once every six weeks and have that regular energetic maintenance as well. I don't want a lot for Christmas. There is just one thing I need and I don't care. <laughs> Sorry, I should have done that bit. <laughs> I was waiting for you and I couldn't Darling. get it. John, what are your eco-friendly Christmas recos this week? 
Okay. So they're both around food, uh, but they're not food products. Um, the first one is from a brand I've recommended before, but it's a new product of theirs that I didn't recommend because it didn't exist back then. Um, it's Pottery for the Planet who make the beautiful ceramic uh, keep cups. Yeah. They've now started making beautiful ceramic food storage containers so that you can put your food in if you need to take your food to work or, you know, wherever. Um, and they're stunning. So they're ceramic bowls with a silicon lid. Um, they're really, really beautiful. They come in all the sort of, you know, beautiful washes and, um, glazings that the keep cups do and they're $59. So they're not cheap, but they're a beautiful gift and likely something that someone wouldn't buy themselves. Like I would love, like I would love one of those. If anyone is listening, that's going to buy me a Christmas present. I would love one of those. No. No. It's a really good idea, Jod. I got my sister an eco-friendly lunchbox for Christmas last year and she loved it. It's not something that people, go, like you said, go out and buy for themselves. No. So that's my first one. Great reco. My second one sounds really boring, but again, I would love to receive this for Christmas. A lot cheaper. So it could be like a stocking filler or it could be like a Kris Kringle present or... Could be like, you know, for a rogue cousin that cares about the environment and sustainability, is um, cotton mesh produce bags. So, you know, when you go to the supermarket and we all take, you know, our canvas bags or um, our reusable shopping bags, these are actually the bags that you use to put produce in. So, when you buy, you know, like five apples or a bag of spinach, mm. and you know, so you don't actually have to use the plastic bags because we all try and save the plastic. And then we get there and we're like, well, what am I going to put all these freaking lemons in? You can never have too many of those as well. Like you keep some in the car, you keep some in the pantry, you just have them everywhere. Yeah, so little little uh, produce bags. So you can buy like packs of five for like 20 bucks or something. <sighs> it's such a good idea. Yeah, so um, you can get them a lot of places, but um, I think it's called Biome or Biome, B-I-O-M-E.com.au. They've got all of the things on there and they've got really, really cool reusable projects produce bags so i mean that might sound really boring to someone as a present but like i would froth on that if someone gave me that me too and genius stocking filler really clever great for those kris kringles where they're like you've got a limit of 30 dollars great idea thanks what are your what are your eco-friendly and sustainable christmas records holly my first record comes from listener and also best friend jessica lear thank you jess And it's called an ABC hive. Yes, it's a hive for bees. So they they actually call it an insect hotel. Um, Opposed to a hive for what else? Well, listen, this is the description. (laughs) An insect hotel is a safe habitat for solitary bees, butterflies, ladybugs, and other beneficial insects to increase biodiversity in your garden. Do you have to know how to... Hive a beehive? No, I don't think it's actually a hive. I think it's more that the insects live in there to just chill out a little bit before they go and make their hive elsewhere. Oh. But they have it comes with a booklet as to how to set the whole thing up and where the best place in your garden is to place cute. it. Isn't it so cute? They're made in Brisbane and it includes a little colour bond roof for the bugs. Yeah, that is really cute. What how much is it? 
They are $69 Australian dollars. Right? Such a good gift. And I thought like not just for those of your friends and family with a green thumb, but grandparent. It's just a really nice, cute, different present, I reckon, George. Yeah, I reckon too. And you're giving back to the bees. Yeah, I might get one of those. I like that. Yeah, thanks. Uh, Thanks, Jess. What's your second reco? Second reco is... A reco that I've recoed before. <laughs> it's a repeat reco, but there are variations of this one. And it's the reusable cutlery packs, mm. George. It's such a good idea. And they're so affordable. Another yeah. good stocking filler. Now, I mentioned the brand that I use in a previous episode is from Manly Markets. You can buy them online. But there's a website that I'll pop in the newsletter called Flora and Fauna com.au and they have a number of different brands doing this so depending on your price point you can pick and choose uh, there's a brand called green and kind that they mentioned but there are a few fun ones on there and go all out guys get them the one with the spoon the fork the knife the chopsticks and the straw and the straw cleaner i take mine everywhere with me and it's another one of those things that people don't often buy themselves yeah it's so so good such a good idea I also have an honourable mention, George, so I'm kind of being sneaky and throwing in a third reco. Go for if it. I may. Yeah. There is this really cool platform on uh, Insty and it's called Buy From The Bush. And what this platform does is a showcase of beautiful things to buy from rural communities facing drought. Mm. And there are so many cool things on there, like jewellery, accessories, clothing, but also like little lawn games and food produce. There's so much good stuff on there. So that's an Instagram page called Buy From The Bush. If you're looking for right- uh, Since we're just throwing rogue records. Rogue records. People, <laughs> my friend Ash Cam has a website hey, called um, Life Wild AU. And they also have a range of really beautiful, local, responsible and circular products. And I don't mean circular as in round. I mean like circular as in life cycle of the product is is eco-friendly. you had to explain that because I was like, does she mean round? (laughs) I was like, that's a really niche market. (laughs) It's like these people that can't stand holes in things. Like I only do round gifts. Um. We need a segment open for Guess That Celebrity NATO Chart. Are you going to get it right? That was so good. You, don't, you actually don't need me anymore. <laughs> it's a one-woman show. Guys, I've been in a real Hills rewatching phase and I thought, oh, my God, what is this one's natal chart? And I looked it up and I was like, you're kidding. Oh, my God. Okay, who is it? George. Yeah. Guess That Celebrity natal Chart, Spencer Pratt. Yeah, okay. This is a good one. I mean, he's so evil, but he also really cares about things. So, um <laughs> And he's a bit of a he's a bit of a um performer as well. Um Okay, I'm going to start with his moon because okay. I feel like at his core He's a bit of a Scorpio moon. You nailed it. Oh, yes. You nailed it. I was like (laughs) trying to poke a face so hard. I'm like, she's going to get this. (laughs) Spencer Pratt is a Scorpio moon. Ladies and gentlemen, we are not surprised. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> okay. Leah, we love you, by the way. I have so many friends who are Scorpio moons, and I'm so sorry. You're all crazy. I was just like, oh, Leah's going to be hating this right now. <laughs> glad you thought that because I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing I thought when I said it. Okay. Um, okay, so I think he's got fire. I'm just trying to work out if it's rising or sun. Um... Can you just confirm that bit? Is it either does have fire and it is either rising or sun. Okay, okay. Sun, fire, sun. Correct. Yes. All right, I'm going to park that for a minute. Cool. He's not sensitive at all. If anything, he's, like, super defensive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say he's an earth rising. He is an earth rising. I just yeah. got to say, I'm so proud of you. You're, like, <laughs> fucking well, What's it. scarier is that I know Spencer Pratt so well. <laughs> you really see him. <laughs> well, I feel like with reality TV, especially with Spencer, like, he really shows himself, right? Like, yeah. it's not like he's playing a role. Like, that is Spencer. Um, it's not Virgo. No. Or it could be Taurus because he's quite into things. But I, my gut is saying it's Capricorn. Capricorn rising. Yes. <laughs> my God. Okay. So that leaves me with a fire sun. That leaves you with a fire sun. I'm going to rule out Aries. Good move. Okay. So it's between Sag and Leo. Uh. I mean, it'd just be a trifecta if it was Sag, but I think it's Leo. It's Leo! Is it? celebrity natal chart here is your check for the whole wide world oh my god that was better than the jake gyllenhaal one are you in spencer pratt and soul mate <laughs> i think that oh my god not with, the, <laughs> not with the scorpio moon we're not <laughs> i think what you said about reality tv stars is right yeah but i was surprised that you picked that he had fire in him don't you think though like he's so performative yeah, I mean, you're right. In hindsight, yes. But I, I assumed he was like double Scorpio with Aquarius somewhere because he loves crystals. <laughs> I tell you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The only reason I went Leo over Sag was because with Heidi, he's actually really loving and playful. Good one. Good one. Mm. Can I tell you a fun fact about Brody Jenner? Yes. Also a Leo. Yeah, that also doesn't surprise me. Mm, interesting, right? I'm like, all these Leo men on the hills. These people want to be in the spotlight hole. I mean, can relate. 
<laughs> just sign me already. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm signed. George, um, <laughs> you killed that. I'm really impressed. Thank it makes you. me nervous for next week because I'm not competitive at all. <laughs> Speaking of Leos, what are you teaching us this week, Cole? It sounds so ego-filled, but I swear that there's goodwill behind it's it. It's not because I am so excited to hear your hot tips. Guys, I'm teaching us how to feel confident in photos. Yeah, it's actually perfect. It actually is because it's that time of year where there are going to be cameras whipped out at the family and the friend things. And, Jord, it actually disheartens me <laughs> to see in how many women opt out of photos. I, oh, no, I I'll always take opt out of photos, always. Yeah, yeah. What I'm interested in is definitely how to feel more confident, but can you also tell us how to get good angles? Oh, yeah, I'm going to talk about the oh. lining and the poses. Please. Okay, great. Jord, I'm a model now. It's my job. <laughs> <laughs> But before I dive into that side of things, I want to talk seriously first about the body image piece around this because often as women, we're avoiding getting in the photo because we don't like what we see, Mm. right? We think the photo is not going to look great. We berate ourselves. We judge ourselves. And there's been conversation doing the rounds on social that I've caught wind of and I just want to clear a few things up. And that is that any roll, bump, spot of cellulite, entire patch of cellulite, stretch marks, none of that is a condition that needs to be fixed. It's all very natural part of the feminine form. We are built to carry more fat in our bodies than men because we give life to other children, to to children, right? This is a natural part of our physicality. So I just feel like it's so important that we have that conversation around literally 98% of women are carrying cellulite, stretch marks, lumps, bumps. We have unflattering angles. We have parts of our bodies we prefer over others. I mean, we did do an entire body image episode on this, Jord, but I just want to put it at the front as a precursor because often when it comes to getting the photo, those are the bits that we feel any level of shame around that we don't want people to see, and we all we all have them, right? Yep. Uh, yeah. Doesn't need to be healed, doesn't need to be fixed, doesn't need to be hidden. There's there's nothing wrong with it. There's actually is nothing wrong. It's very, very normal. What's wrong is the belief that 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 having cellulite or having stretch marks is something that needs to be fixed. That's what's wrong. What's wrong is the perpetuation of this idea. Now I'm on a ramble, (laughs) but what's wrong is because that idea starts to promote filter and Photoshop culture in young women. And then we get in the photo, but then we edit our bodies so that they're not even bodies anymore and we look like Barbie dolls. That's what's wrong, okay? Mm. So if you know you're going to go to an event or a family gathering or you just want a nice photo of yourself, I also want to give you all permission. It's okay to want to take a nice photo of yourself. doesn't make you an egomaniac. It doesn't make you vain. It can just be, oh, I'd really like to capture myself in this new dress that I bought for New Year's. Mm. Great. Speaking of dress, choose what you want to wear in the photo, right? And wear something that you feel beautiful in. And feeling the feeling of beauty might look different to every one of us. So sit with, what does beautiful feel like for you? Mm. Not look like, feel like. Does it feel comfortable? Do you feel confident? Do you feel sexy? There are so many different flavors to that. So really play with that angle in terms of what you want to feel and then choose an outfit 
where you embody those feelings. Yeah. yeah? Often we just cover up and then we're not dressing for our beautiful form and then we look at ourselves in a photo and think, oh, I don't even want to look at that. But were you wearing something that made you feel beautiful? And an extension of that is do your hair, put on some makeup, try a new shade of lippy, accessorize with big, bold earrings, you know, play and have fun and it's okay to put in effort. It's also okay to not put in effort. If you prefer, you know, wearing your old school rock and roll tee and no makeup, rock that. It's whatever feels beautiful for you. Were you just describing your sister? (laughs) (laughs) And do you know what? She always looks amazing because she wears what she feels comfortable. And, you know, you look at those people, you're like, I could never pull that off. But the reason that they're pulling it off is because they're like, yeah, I feel good in this and I'm rocking it, Mm. you know? Now, this is another actual really important factor, George. It's choose who is going to take the photo of you. You're going to say, choose who's in the photo with you. <laughs> well, that's also important, but we get to that. We don't work with children or animals. <laughs> or ugly people. No, <laughs> just joking. <laughs> Hashtag triggered. No. Guys, it's important that you trust and feel confident with the person who is taking the photo of you. So, for instance, I never let my mum take photos of me because she sucks. Like, it's it's like, wow, well done if she gets a non-blurry photo. And similarly, Trent gets so impatient with me when I want to take all of these different angles and shots. I, I know that Insta husbands are a thing, but he sucks. So I don't ask him anymore. The best people to ask are Leos and Geminis. <laughs> We're actually really great at taking photos because we want to make you feel good and we will snap away until you are happy with the end result. But obviously this is where a bestie that you feel super confident in front of, maybe a partner, maybe you've got an Insta husband that kills it. It is really important because you don't want to feel awkward in front of the person taking the photo if you're going to ask for, oh, just one more or can we try over here? Like it's okay to keep shooting until you get a photo that you love. I don't know why Trent's so bad because he really should be good because he's a Torian and he's ruled by Venus. And his wife is a Leo model. <laughs> it's not like he has a hard job, guys. I take a great shot. Holly, <laughs> are you a model? And also, I was, I've been meaning to ask you, have you done for <laughs> <laughs> Guys, do you want to know the hardest part of a was There was this one day that I showcased a new outfit for the entire Vipassana community and it was my new tree of life tunic and I couldn't hear the compliments that people were giving me in their heads. But I got them at the end. Oh, did you? Yeah. I had a few people come up and be like, that day that you walked out in that green tunic and I was like, like my Libra moon is showing. <laughs> okay, back to this. Pick the right spot for your photo. Okay, what is the right spot? You want the sunlight behind you, not in front of you, blinding you. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so you, because, I mean, that's where you close your eyes, you squint, but also the lighting softens your features when the sun is behind. This is why you'll see, especially if you go to influencer events, they walk around with their phone up ahead of them, walking around in a circle trying to get the right lighting. Now we can. don't you want the light on you... When you're taking a selfie. Oh. Oh, because the light's behind the camera. Exactly. Oh, I see. Yes. So if you're taking a selfie, 
my sister found me the best lighting in my house. It's where the lighting shines in behind the camera. But if someone's taking a photo of you, the light is behind you. Okay. Okay? So if you need to walk around with the camera up, do do that. It will get you the best lighting. And also we tell ourselves, trust me, I do it still. Oh, people are looking at me and judging me. Maybe for like two seconds and then they're wishing they had the confidence to go and take a nice photo of themselves, right? Yeah. So once you've got the the right lighting, then play with your angles, okay? And this is going to be different for all of us. So you want to take a lot of pictures. You want to be standing. Maybe you want to be sitting in some. Maybe you want to be like leaning. Maybe you want to prop like a child. (laughs) Children are also full of love, but they can be great props. (laughs) What what are your favorite props to pose with her? My favorite props are some kind of headwear. So a hat or what else do you wear in your head? (laughs) You know, just having something to like play with sunny is a great you know you do the tilt behind the nose i thought this was going to be a serious segment no it actually is serious <laughs> these are valuable tips i'm so sorry <laughs> the other question you need to ask yourselves is do you prefer a candid shot do you feel so uncomfortable not posing mm. in which case allocate someone at the gathering event or place to just say can you take a few candid shots of me like when i don't know you're doing it and then the whole time you're going to be like watching to see if they're taking the photos of you yeah that was a little bit of a joke guys cute laughter uh no I'm gonna go into the posing tips now you ready yeah I'm ready all right okay okay so do you guys want to know why you put your hand on your hip or why you'll see my personal favorite mood which my friends all make fun of me is putting one leg forward on your toe yeah pop popping your knee out popping the knee out, you want to create space in your body. This is the most flattering angle for all of us. So if you're standing there like a log with your arms against your body and your legs just like kind of there, you're not creating any shape or motion. And so play with this. Maybe pop a hand on your hip, pop your hip out, maybe pop a leg in front of you. And for each body, it's going to be different what looks flattering. So maybe tilting yourself a little bit to the right or left. This is where, and you guys are going to roll your eyes and go, Holly is such a Leo, but mirror work. I pose in front of the mirror now every single day. It's it's actually, <laughs> I'm not even kidding you, it's what they tell you to do when you... At model school. Become a model. <laughs> and I cannot tell you how much it has changed the way that I feel confident in front of a camera. No, it's so good. You're so good at it though. And you know what, like... I get what you're saying and sometimes before I have to do like a branding shoot or something, I'll like decide on a few poses in front of the mirror and then when the mirror is not there and I'm standing in front of the camera, I feel so awkward and weird and I lose like complete sense of what I'm doing. So a few things you can do in that because I've been – I've been actually researching models for the last six months and asking my friends who are models because I I do want to learn, right? And this is what I have learned. One of my model friends said to me, Holly, make it like a dance routine. So put a song on the same song that you feel really confident in every day and have your 
five or six poses that you move to as if it's music. And once you've got that little routine up your sleeves, if you're going to do a little shoot, you're going to pop some music on with your bestie, then you can actually just do that natural flow that you've come up with yourself. Mm-hmm. And this is what professional models do when they go to a casting and the casting director says, show us your poses because that's literally what happens. They just have their routine up their sleeves. So play with it and consider it like a dance so that when the camera is whipped out in front of you, you can be like, pump my jam, and then get those poses <laughs> I'm just imagining, like, the family photo lineup on Christmas Day. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I Holly's like. Wait. I'm like, guys, come on. I, I you guys can't see the dance I'm doing. That was Do like you? an Elaine Bennis dance from Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> what? That was my serious dance. I'm so sorry. We'll teach you more. <laughs> maybe that can be maybe that can be teaching something new in a couple of weeks. Well, it's just lucky that I'm not going anywhere for Christmas this year and I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> now, my smile tip. Oh yeah, what's the smile tip? tip. You don't want to over smile. No, I do that right? and I lo- it looks fake. Okay. So the most beautiful natural smile is you actually get your tongue Mm. and you do one or two things. You either press it to the bottom teeth, so like this. Yeah, cute. (laughs) Or you press it to the roof of your mouth. So cute. (laughs) Except don't do your eyes like that. (laughs) (laughs) What you also need is a Leo friend who's going to be really honest with you. Pressing the tongue, maybe a little tilt. Wait, I need to go back to that okay. tongue bit because okay. <laughs> it didn't feel right at all. So you either go bottom teeth. Yeah, bottom teeth. Cute. That is cute. You don't see what I see. All the top. All the, all the top. <laughs> and how do you not like have like all the rest of your face contort? that's where the tongue trick comes in. Because if you're not doing it with your tongue, then you're like, and you look like a five-year-old or yeah. it looks strained, right? So play with the tongue trick in the mirror again, this mirror work, guys, and there are a few ways you can move your tongue. The other one is learn the art of, as Tyra Banks, America's Next Up model, would say, the smize, smiling with your eyes. Oh, yeah, tell us uh, about the smize. Okay, so what I'm still trying to perfect the smiles because I get a little bung eye and it kind of just goes a bit weird, runs in my family. So what you want to do is you want to think of a moment in your life where you feel really happy and then you want to allow that moment to shine through your eyes without moving your lips too much. So it's kind of like this. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, this is one podcast that should have been videoed (laughs) because we did not look good when we're smiling. Speak for yourself. Oh my can can no no no. I look great just now, guys. I want you to all practice your smiles. Stick it in the Facebook group. If oh my anything, god, I would love that. It would be great for a laugh. George and I will do them. Don't worry. We'll I'd do also smize. love some smizes on Instagram stories. That'd be the oh, best. Oh my god, let's do a smite. Let let's get everyone smizing. Okay. <laughs> but guys. 
Here's the other thing, and I used to think this was ridiculous when people were like, oh, this is my side. I've got to move to this side. It's my side. I was like, whatever, both my sides are great. And then when I was shooting last week, the photographer's like, oh, that side is definitely your side. Oh, what side is it? My left. I think that's the same as Mariah Carey. Oh, well, your face is not sym- sy- like symmetrical. No. no faces are. So we all do have a side. So apparently, don't... apparently Denzel Washington has a perfectly symmetrical face. Is there anything you can't do? <laughs> <laughs> so if you have a side own that and be like no I'm gonna I'm gonna face this side and and you can even have it doesn't matter actually what side of the photo you're on just tilt your face that way right that's what it's about you know what I hate in a group photo is when you're on the end so what do you do just get like super pushy about wanting to be in the middle yeah you've got to hustle guys yeah this this is a cutthroat world yeah it is it's dog eat dog when the when the cameras come out you're gonna know what works best for you so just get in and do it and if you're on the end Stick your leg out the front, point that toe, pop on your tiptoes, stick your hip out if you feel feminine, flirty and fresh. And last little tip, posture, posture, posture. Shoulders back, boobs out for the world to see, heart chakra glowing, confidence. I mean, this is what it comes down to, isn't it, Jordan? It's feeling confident in front of a camera. And if we can embody a power pose where we are actually energetically vibrating at confidence, that is shoulders back heart beaming, here I am, look at me, world, this is me. Can I just say, uh, I I mean, I would love to know more about it. There's got to be some sort of science behind it. Why do you think some people look a zillion times better in a photo than they do in real life and other people are just really unphotogenic? I actually don't know because I don't think it's a confidence thing. I mean, I remember listening to your interview with Chelsea Bonner on Luna Lover and she was like, there are some beautiful people in person, but they mm. just cannot take a photo. So it, I don't know what it is. Like George. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what though? What? Trent, Trent is not photogenic. The guy. Yeah. I, and he's so gorgeous in the flesh. He's so gorgeous in real life and photos do not do the guy justice. But my mum, like honestly, when my mum was young, she was a model and she was stunning. And then something happened where the camera just was not being nice to her anymore. Like my mum cannot take a decent photo. She just looks ridiculous in all photos. I love you, mum. I mean, she doesn't listen to this, but just in case. Does she, this is going to be so esoteric of me, does she own that story as part of her identity? No. No, that's me going, mum, you look ridiculous in that photo. <laughs> Why are you smiling like that? <laughs> She's like, because I listened to a podcast and Holly told me to stick the tongue to the roof of my mouth. That's why. Or sometimes I'll send my mum a photo and I'm like, isn't this a nice photo of me? And she'll be like, oh, you're pulling that face. And I'll be like, what face? She's like, that face that you pull. Oh, my God. Face. Do you know what else? Isn't it? I find this all the time with photos. People will like the photos of you that you don't necessarily like. It's like they see something in the photo where it happens all the time. Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? I mean, look, Holly and I are in situations where I'm sure a lot of you are as well when we have to have branding shots done and you, you can get, depending on who the photographer is, but you can get up to like 400 shots sent at you and you pick maybe like you guys are like oh your photos are always so great uh you've seen five photos that I liked out of 400 that I didn't yeah. let you see and that's a really good point Jord it's like take heaps 
and heaps yeah. of photos. Honestly, guys, if you were on that Monday swim yacht last weekend, holy smokes, the amount of photos that everyone was taking in all of the different locations non-stop. Like I had Devon telling me how to pose. Oh, that's another thing. She actually taught me this, like hands above your head. It just elongates everything. So some kind of, yeah. yeah. But, oh, these are modelling shots, babe. Like you can't be in your Christmas photo with your hands on your head. Well, you can be in your Christmas photo with your hand up doing a peace sign. Oh, okay. Right? So like, hey, or Jesus. something like that. Or just like jumping in the air with your hands up. <laughs> Did you just say peace sign, Jesus? Yeah. I feel like this segment has gone rogue and we need to just <laughs> reel it in here. No, I think this segment's fun and I think a ton of people can relate to it. Yeah, I agree. I I just feel at the end of the day, it's a confidence piece. And if you put yourself in a situation where you feel really comfortable, our worst fear in this scenario is I'm going to look bad. I'm going to look stupid. People are going to judge me. Well, you can avoid those limiting beliefs because that's what they are. There's no truth in them by actually setting yourself up for success and Angels, especially if you're listening to this and you know you are one of those women who does not get in front of the camera this is my stretch target for you this festive season. Get in front of the lens. You deserve it. You're beautiful. You're worthy. And do it. Just do it. Can I ask a, um, can I ask a moral question? Yeah. What do you do when you're in a group photo and you look incredible? <gasps> and you're going to go But here. someone else looks shit, but you really want to post it to social media. But you're like, I never get a good photo. I want to share this, but they look terrible. Look, what do you do? It is, it's a moral decision. I I don't because the Libra in me just could not handle making someone either. else look bad. Totally. It's just it's just like because everyone knows what you've done as well. If you've loaded a photo where you look like an absolute goddess and there's someone squinting next to you or like looks not so great, everyone knows what you've done. Like, yeah. it's like a betrayal of sisterhood. It's like on birthdays. So they're like, happy birthday, Holly. And it's like and it's the worst so photo of you that exists. And it's like me looking like a goddess, which happens often. <laughs> it happens all the time. All we the see day. it all the time. So let's just make a sisterhood pact here that we do not do that to our fellow sisters in photos this festive season. Yeah, I agreed. Okay. Um, I was just I was just having a little bit of an observation about the way that we record. So Holly and I are actually recording this in the afternoon. We usually record first thing in the morning. I think that we get a little bit rogue and delirious in afternoon recordings. I think our afternoon recordings are sillier. <laughs> yeah. So I apologize if anyone was frustrated by the amount of laughing happening during this episode, but I had a bundle of fun. I actually feel really energised. I was going to take a nap at the beginning of this app and now I'm going to go for a run around the block. Jokes, I don't run. You've been listening to the Holly as a Party Show. <laughs> <laughs> Just search Holly as a Party on Facebook. <laughs> You've been listening to The Middle with your host Holly as a Party and Jordana Levine. Join our Facebook group. Just search The Middle Podcast Show and follow us on Instagram at the underscore middle underscore podcast. If you want to sign up to the newsletter list where you get all of the Chrissy Recos sent to your inbox, just click the link in our Instagram bio or the link in the show notes of this episode. Until next week, it's our final episode next week, Hole. Oh, my gosh. Yes. That's not right. forever. Sorry. Wait. Not forever. Just for this year. And... 
we announce it now? I think we should. Guys. I think we should. We're having January off. We are having a breather, guys. Mm. And we're going to come back like you've never heard us before. Better than ever. But we do need January to rest and recoup because hashtag projectors, hashtag human design, hashtag we swear we'll explain it in 2020. (laughs) (laughs) Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm-hmm. 